Good day to you. We've been reading in the book of Genesis, and we are ready to read Genesis chapter 32. Now, at the end of Genesis chapter 31, basically um, Laban and Jacob had, I guess, kind of settled their differences, as best we can say. And uh, the last verse of uh, Genesis 31 says, Early in the morning, Laban got up and kissed his grandchildren and his daughters goodbye and pronounced a blessing, asking God's favor on them. Then Laban left and returned home. So that was after, you know, he had chased and caught up to Jacob. Now, and, and that's, you know, that was due to a couple of different reasons. But now we're ready to read Genesis 32. Now, um, I am reading from the Amplified Bible. But this is Genesis 32. Then, as Jacob went on his way, the angels of God met him to reassure and protect him. When Jacob saw them, he said, this is God's camp. So he named that place Mahanam or Mahanam, double camps, is what they have here. I'm not sure what that indicates, unless maybe it's just their camp and the Lord and God's camp. Then Jacob sent messengers ahead of him to his brother Esau in the land of Seir. Now, I'm going to call it Seir. It's S-E-I-R. That's as good as I'm going to get the country of Edom. He commanded them, saying, This is what to say to my lord Esau. Your servant Jacob says this, I have been living temporarily with Laban and have stayed there until now. I have oxen, donkeys, flocks, male servants, and female servants. And I have sent this message to tell my Lord so that I may find grace and kindness in your sight. The messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We went to your brother Esau, and now he is coming to meet you, and there are four hundred men with him. Jacob was greatly afraid. You know, the last Jacob had seen of Esau and knew of Esau, Esau wanted to kill him. So... Understand that even though it's been many years later, what, about 20 years later, as far as Jacob knows, Esau still hates him. So Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people who were with him and the flocks and herds and camels into two camps. And he said, if Esau comes to the one camp and attacks it, then the other camp, which is left, will escape. So he divided things up you know, hoping that if worse came to worse, some of them could get away. Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, the Lord who said to me, Return to your country and to your people, and I will make you prosper. I am unworthy of all the loving kindness and compassion and of all the faithfulness which you have shown to your servant. With only my staff long ago I crossed over this Jordan, And now I have become blessed and increased into these two groups of people. Save me, please, from the the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him that he will come and attack me and the mothers with the children. And you, Lord, said, I will certainly make you prosper and make your descendants as numerous as the sand of the sea, which is too great to be counted. So Jacob spent the night there. Then he selected a present for his brother Esau from the livestock he had acquired. 
200 female goats, 20 male goats, 200 ewes, 20 rams, 30 milking camels with their colts, 40 cows, 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys, and 10 donkey colts. He put them into the care of his servants, every herd by itself, and said to his servants, Go on ahead of me and put an interval of space between the individual herds. Then he commanded the one in front, saying, When Esau, my brother, meets you and asks to whom you belong and where you are going and whose are the animals in front of you, then you shall say, They are your servant Jacob's. They are a gift to sent to my lord Esau. And he also is behind us. And so Jacob commanded the second and the third as well, and all that followed the herd, saying, This is what you shall say to Esau when you meet him. And you shall say, Look, your servant Jacob is behind us. For he said to himself, I will try to appease him with the gift that is going ahead of me. Then afterward I will see him. Perhaps he will accept and forgive me. So the gift of the herds of livestock went on ahead of him, and he himself spent that night back in the camp. So Jacob decided to send these gifts ahead in hopes to appease Esau in his anger or his wrath. Um, so, you know, all of these, and he noticed he sent them individually so that they would be spread out and not, you know, don't send them all at one time so it's like one big bunch, but make it a bunch of little, you know, a number of little gifts. Um, though actually none of these were little gifts, but by that standard back then. But nonetheless, you get the idea. You know, a lot of, a lot of gifts like that could, could possibly persuade you if you were angry or get you to, you know, lighten up and say, well, you know, he's trying to, he's trying to make amends. He's trying to somehow, you know, make up for it, you know, for past wrongs. So anyway, so, uh, but he got up that same night. We're talking about Jacob again, but he got up that same night and took his two wives, his two female servants and his 11 children and waited over the ford of the Jabbok. Then he took them and sent them across the brook. And he also sent across whatever he had. So I guess he crossed over and then he had others. He had the others go on ahead so that he was here by himself. Okay, so Jacob was left alone. And a man came and wrestled with him until daybreak. Now, I just want to mention the footnote here, in case it may or may not be helpful, but this is the footnote, and this is what they say, um, this being the whoever produced the... Uh, Amplified Bible. I don't know that I totally agree with this, but let's just go ahead and say this was God himself as Jacob eventually realizes in Genesis 32.20 No, 32.30. We'll look at that. And it says to also see some other verses. We'll take a look at those. Um, But they're saying this was God himself in the form of an angel. Okay. All right. I mean, I will allow for that possibility. However, there's things about that That made me think that's not exactly correct. But let's just go on with this. When the man saw that he had not prevailed against Jacob. So, 
Jacob successfully wrestled with whoever this was all night, and that person could not prevail. Um, so, when the man saw that he had not prevailed against Jacob, he touched his hip joint, and Jacob's hip was dislocated as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you declare a blessing on me. So he asked him, What is your name? Now this the man says, So, you know, so what's your name? And Jacob replies, and he said, Jacob. And he said, Your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And he declared a blessing of covenant promises on Jacob there. So Jacob named the place Peniel, the face of God, saying, For I have seen God face to face, yet my life has not been snatched away. Now the sun rose on him as he passed Peniel again, and he was limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon of the hip, which is on the socket of the thigh, because he touched the socket of Jacob's thigh by the tendon of the hip. So, this has always been something that I've looked at, and I've tried to understand or make a real meaning out of it. Um, the only thing I ever get from this, and I'm, I'm not making light of it or putting it down in any way, I'm just saying that the only thing I get from this is that, you know, a lot of times we do wrestle and struggle with God, you know, what what is the right thing we should be doing? Sometimes we don't want to do what we should be doing. We don't want to do the right thing, even though God is telling us. And so we struggle with God, you know, we struggle and strive with God. And, that, and that's why he said, you'll be known as Israel, for you have struggled with God. And and Israel means, they have a footnote here that says, he who strives with God, or it can be God strives, but I think in this case it was intended to mean he who strives or struggles with God. And I've heard uh, some Jews refer to this and say, you know, that's their thing, is that they struggle with God. They, they struggle with following God. And I understand that. We all have those issues. We all have those problems. So... That's the only thing I really get from this is that, you know, sometimes we do struggle with God and we have a hard time giving in to God and saying, okay, fine, you know, we'll do what you want the way it should be done your way. You know, we'll do things your way because sometimes we are selfish and we want to do things our own way. Now, there was not a particular issue here that we see regarding this, but I'm just saying that's. That's about the only real good lesson that I can get out of this. Now, the other things about sending the gifts to his brother, well, that was just kind of a wise move. Like if you think someone's angry at you, you know, maybe, you know, maybe give them something. Do something nice for them. You know, try to make amends by doing something nice for them. Maybe doing multiple nice things. That's not a bad idea, especially if you really did wrong them and, and you really should make things right with them. That's that's when it's especially important. That yeah, go ahead and do something nice and try to make amends and, you know, apologize. Now, you know, as far as Esau was concerned, Jacob had really 
really ripped him off. And since they were counting the, um, I guess the inheritance, what I was thinking of as the birthright and the blessing as two different things, I guess in that sense that Jacob did, Jacob and Rachel did kind of, uh, steal that part, the blessing from Esau. But, uh, but the, uh, the birthright, the birthright had already been sold and that much was legally Jacob's. So, all right. Anyway, that is, that is my take on Jacob's wrestle, wrestling. And, and if you want to say he wrestled with God and, and they, they seem to say that he wrestled with God and the verses seem to imply also that he wrestled with God, whether this be an angel of God or some have said maybe the Lord or, uh, or God in angelic form, however you want to say it. Um, yeah, sometimes we do struggle and wrestle with God, you know, before we finally, you know, finally give in and do the right thing. Here, I don't know, what does it say that Jacob did not, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure what that says. He demanded a blessing, you know, and uh, this, this, this man, this possibly angelic being or God, um, you know, gave him a blessing. So, I, like I said, I, I struggle with this because it doesn't make good sense to me, and I'm not sure I understand its purpose, but except that we all, we all kind of struggle with God at times. So, that much I can get out of it and I can understand. So, I'll just pass that along and you know, maybe the rest of it we can look at and discuss in another way at some other time. But thanks for listening. This has been Genesis 32. So thanks for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.